Is that good? We're good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> Are right. you ready? I'm going. I you never waited for an answer. <laughs> well, it's one of those things. You just you just jump into it, right? Because when I, when I, when I say you're ready, I just assume you have of all of your three monitors, it's ready to go. Like there's nothing else that's important at this moment than being ready readied up. I, I'm not even running my monitors right now. Why are you not running your monitors? I mean, because they're have... connected to the PC and the PC has fans and the fans are loud. Where? Okay. You're going to have to remind me where is your computer? Is it on top of the table or is it on underneath? top? Oh, that's why the vibration. The English. Vibration. The vibration from the fans trickles through the desk. Through the microphone, and then it goes. Sorry, could you repeat that noise? I must have missed it. I'm sure I did. Well, then you're not paying attention. I clearly went. Yes, that's that's the noise my microphones commonly make when they're near fans. They sound like they're having a stroke. I'm offended. I, no, but this is why, honestly, I, I've been looking to buy... I forget what the actual nomenclature is, but it's that uh, rig that the Yeti, the blue Yeti microphone screws into that will dissipate any kind of vibration and everything. And it makes it look all, like, fancy and everything. It's got this octagonal kind of shape around it. You know what I'm talking about? It's basically a stabilizer for the mic. And it's only cool. it's only twenty dollars, and I and I asked you should I buy this, and you were like you asked me, um, do do you hear a lot of vibration, this and that? I'm like I think the only vibration that can really be heard through the mic is when I hit the desk. And whatever. wow, yeah, it's like an intense <laughs> vibration. Blah, 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 blah. Was that, that did I do that justice? Blah, 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 blah. No, you you have to you have to shake your voice. To be guttural. Like that. Oh my hell. <laughs> I don't know how you don't know this sound. It's a very common sound in nature. It's the whizzing, the whizzing beetle sound. I think it's uh, like a uh, accent kind of thing. Like how you're from Utah. So, or, sorry, you're from California. Right. And you go, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm from Utah. So I go, wah, 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 wah. Oh, right, yeah. State lines, time zones, all those things matter in, well, in this. Or in this. just, you know. Upbringing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that that's where you get your accent from is your upbringing, right? I guess so. But, you know, there, there is something that you have uh, other than accent that I don't have, and that is something called creams or creamies. Or creamies. Creamerinos. Yeah. So, Okay. So okay. occasionally we both are in Costco, obviously right. in separate states, and Costco is obviously well known for their samples. They always do these, you know, tons and tons of samples, super fun, yum yum. Um, and so what we'll do is if if the otherwise known and, as lunch, but yeah, go yeah, on. <laughs> yeah. If the day's <laughs> slow and like uh, we're both looking to have you know lunch or something, we'll both take a trip around the store uh, while on the phone and see if. You know who has the better sample selection? Um, nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, it's you. Yeah, if my we're being Costco's honest, are bigger and yeah, batter. <laughs> bigger and batter, batter, B D D or or B A T T, like like B 
batter. Why? Like, why cake would they batter. be? Why would they have cake? Why? No. Because we're about to talk about creamies. I don't know. Maybe that creamies was some sort of weird cake batter. But it's it's sweet. It's a dessert. I don't know. Maybe you're doing anyway. some weird Utah pun. Anyway, so they had the creamies stand. Which apparently, for those who don't know, is a frozen kind of uh, popsicle popsicle type thing, but it's a super creamy popsicle. Um, yeah, so I'm actually on their delicious. website right now, and they have different flavors. Uh, you you have your standards, you know, banana, chocolate, and orange. I guess those are standards. But then they also have dipped cherry dip, mint dip, vanilla dip, and they have frozen yogurt. And specialty like cookies and cream and root beer. I mean, this te- this sounds delicious, but this is this is like all all of you, all of Slicer, all of Utah, L- uh, uh, SLC, all of you guys are very well versed with the creamies, right? You grew up with creamies. This is your your hostess uh, Twinkies, essentially the thing that you had every <laughs> summer. Right. Yeah. Right? That's a, that's a good. Yeah. Every summer we'd have those and. Yeah, they're they're awesome. They're delicious, and it just blew my mind that you'd never tried them because they're so. It's such a integral part of like chi- my childhood. Like, okay, it just, Let, let's yeah. back it up. Let's back it up, though. It's not that. It's not just that I've never tried it. The way that you exclaimed when I told you I don't know what creamies are was like me telling you I've never seen Star Wars. Like, you were like, are you really? You don't know what creamies are? And then you proceeded to say in Snapchat and group me and basically creamy shame me as to, wow, this is a sin. You said sin. You know what's a sin? Tony's never tried creamies. And then luckily, my other colleagues here in California both said, because Kevin originally from Utah, um... Uh, but both, 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 uh, Sack and you know our, our friend down in SoCal both said, "Yeah, we don't know what those are." So luckily, I had some retro, you know, retribution and backup. But you made me feel like, like I, yeah, Star Wars is that a, a war with lots of stars? Are stars going to war? Like it made me feel terrible. <laughs> um, well, but- it is something you should feel terrible about that we're going to rectify next time we're together. No, it should be something you feel terrible terrible about for not introducing it to me when I was there in the first place. Well, don't tell me don't tell me because it wasn't it. don't tell me it wasn't because I didn't even know or because uh it, it wasn't summertime anymore. You should just be like, Hey, since we're going out for, you know, root beer, uh and, and, and because we don't have like bars like you guys do and we're going to a soda pop bar, we'll probably have creamies too. Let's pair those two together. It'll be a great treat for Tony. No, none of that was included. We I have bars. Cheated. We just don't go to them. No, I, yeah. just you have soda <laughs> bars, soda pop bars, whatever you call them. Yeah, we have soda bars, and they're freaking awesome. And, and I love that. I love that about your your community and 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 Salt Lake and and wherever else that we went to, where they had these like specific places that majority of what they sold was different types of flavored soda from around the world and i thought that was really really cool and we have that here too and they're like specialty novelty places and it's like oh look bacon uh, soda that's cool and we just walk away but you guys 
have enough of these words, not a novelty. It's like I'm going to go to the soda fountain or whatever you call it and get some cherry limeade cola. And it's uh, originally from Arizona and it's $3, but it tastes delicious and it's worth it. Like we don't we don't really have that as a uh, place to go here. So I think that's really cool about Utah. And it goes back into my point that I should have been introduced to Creamies at that point <laughs> in time. So this is all Quentin's fault. And your wife agrees with me. So there, we win. <laughs> that's just, that's not fair. She's just nope, your wife agrees to... with me. Okay. I win. You and I have both listened to a couple of podcasts uh, that we've, I think we've recommended, but... Um, one thing that they do when they don't really have a lot of content <laughs> to uh, put in their podcast is uh, go through a quiz. And we, we've done quizzes here, too. Uh, I, I came across a quiz that is tech-focused. And I don't, I don't want to go through the whole quiz, but there is one question that I thought was interesting. And I just want to kind of see where this goes. Uh, but what does Yahoo stand for? The search engine. The company okay, two, two questions real quick. What do you mean by quiz? You know, I'm asking you a question, and you give me an answer. A quiz. A pop quiz. A quiz. A, a, a small test. Something that's not multi-pageable. Like, quick ten questions, but I'm only asking you one. A quiz. What do you call that in Utah? Is that a different <laughs> nomenclature over there? That's you just call a it question. A... Like, that's just a quiz. I would think would have, like, a common theme or something. I don't know. Well, the theme, I, I... The theme is tech. The theme is tech. And if you want multiple questions, I could ask multiple questions, but I just want to ask you one now Gee. and see where this goes. But if you want me to ask you... How much caffeine qu- have you had today? I've had none. You okay. sound like you've had, like, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> the nation's supply for today, you've had. <laughs> anyway, uh, Yahoo stands for something. Yeah, I didn't realize this either, but I thought maybe you knew this because you go through your Reddit rabbit holes and maybe you came across it one day and like, oh, that's interesting. It actually stands for yet another hieratical officious oracle. I'm so (laughs) sorry. What? Yet another hieratical officious oracle. I feel like someone came up with the name Yahoo and then they decided we'll call it. We'll, we'll, we'll say that it stands for something. Like they just threw it together. Yeah, yeah like that sounds just, funny and annoying. So officious uh, is an adjective. It means assertive of authority in an annoyingly domineering way, especially with regard to petty or trivial matters. Thank you, Bing. Um, but yeah. <laughs> That's funny for two reasons. <laughs> I've been using Bing way more now that I'm using the uh, Edge version, or rather the Chrome version of Edge, the developer version. Um, and I honestly, I haven't missed Google. Like I can still go to Google sites and things like that, but I don't I don't feel like it's something that um, I need to switch back to Chrome anytime soon because it, it runs like Chrome. I, I have all of my standard uh, Chrome extensions that I've used in the past. I have all my bookmarks. I have all the we- all the websites that I go to run like they did in Chrome. There are some times where I'm on a Google website and it'll say, this will run better on Google Chrome. But, it, of course, it's going to run the same because it's using the same engine that Google Chrome uses. <laughs> so, I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. Well, if they don't start doing the whole 
like purposely hindering sites again because that was when they were they they were caught for uh like making it so websites would specifically load faster only if you're running google chrome anything else no matter what browser no matter what engine it was if it wasn't google chrome it wasn't going to load as fast i don't remember that but that's that's not good (laughs) no companies should not be doing that seriously that's actually that's actually really disappointing yeah yeah yeah. No, yeah. I would I, if I were in that in that uh, predicament, I would definitely like if I had known that, I probably would stop using Chrome too. Yeah. I still have Chrome on my on my uh desktop. Like I still use it. Laptop, I I have, we've talked about it before. Battery mm-hmm. life is mm-hmm. abysmal, not going to do it. But until the Edge test browser thing gets the dark mode, which I know they're working on. When that when that day comes though, that's when I'll be switching. Yeah, I'm I'm also looking very forward to. That's a weird string of words. I'm also looking forward to dark mode because um, more and more the applications on Windows are starting to take advantage of the built-in dark mode feature that Windows 10 has. Um, but yeah, it is the sticking point for me to to have it in the browser. Um, it's it's going to look very, very nice. And for those of you that don't see the benefit of dark mode and feel like that is not a huge update, um, it's it's less strain on your eyes. And we're already looking at these like digital light boxes more, uh, more than we need to. So if we can reduce the strain on your eyes, uh, you know, it's, it's in possibly battery life, depending on how they use dark mode with OLED screens and things like that. Um, it, it should be good for overall. But then it, it goes into uh, the problem with dark mode that I find, uh, Quentin, is that sometimes I'm on a website that adheres to the dark mode regiment, and then I switch to a different website, and it's like white screen. Like, oh, God, I can't see. <laughs> Where did everybody go? I'm sad now. Yeah, the biggest culprit, I think, of that is Destiny. And I know that's super, like, not what we're talking about, but <laughs> on there, when you first load up destiny, it comes to this like dark purple screen. That's like destiny forsaken. Yes. Ah. And then you hit a, and it rips to a blinding white screen that says destiny. It's like, welcome to destiny. Welcome <laughs> to being blind. <laughs> well, I can see that being very jarring. Like you're, Coming back, like like you you came back from Endgame uh, earlier uh, with your with your friends the other night. So you you get online like at three in the morning. It's like I just wanna just wanna do one raid or I wanna do one thing with the with the with the drifter, uh, or the yeah whatever. Just wanna do one thing. Like I'm tired, I but I'm not using keywords. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not doing I'm yeah I'm tired, but I'm not too tired. I play one game. Like oh god, all right, I'm awake. I'm awake, I guess. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Not awake. I'm blind. <laughs> Hitting I'm blind. What did Nokia, or Nokia, if you want to say it correctly, what did uh, Nokia originally sell? Uh, dishwashers. Your left field guess was wrong, but it was also correctly put in the left field. Uh, it was a paper manufacturer. In 1865. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, good for them. 
And last question on this tech quiz, because it is a quiz with multiple questions and not just a question. What was AOL's original business? I thought that's... America Online. Yeah. Yeah, getting people online. It was internet service provider. It started out as an online gaming company called Control Video Corporation. That doesn't make any sense. That was like when... Okay. I mean, it's the same kind of question, you know, in in the the essence of, like, what did they do when they first started out? And I'm assuming by this question, it was, you know, the original founders of CVC said, we're going to do this, and then they pivoted to AOL, and at least one or two of them moved over to AOL, and maybe the third one dropped and said, oh, I don't want to be in this tech business anymore. But it originally, the brainchild of... The original group was CVC. That's bizarre. That one's the one that wins, I think. Because that's like, I, we're making an online gaming company. Uh, online's not really a thing. Like, in general, not a thing. Ah, well, it'll, be, it'll work. <laughs> Back in, uh, yeah, so it was a very short-lived company. And essentially, they created an online service called GameLine. Forget this, the Atari 2600 video game consoles. That had online? That had online. No. I mean, I, I'm, just, I'm just reading on, on their website. Like, maybe they hooked it up to some, like, you know, modem <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I, I just, I refuse to believe it. No, there's no way. <laughs> Okay, so let me let, let's see. GameLine, the company I was talking about, was a dial-up game distribution service. Um, subscribers could install the proprietary modem and store its cartridge in their home game console, accessing the GameLine service. Download games over a telephone line. Had an exclusive selection of games and pioneered a business model eventually giving rise to AOL. So there you go. We both learned something. I didn't know that they had any kind of online service. I'm sure I'm sure it's nowhere near what we would consider to be online. I don't know what kind of games you could download over the telephone line. But then again, I'm just thinking that like, yeah, you could download Minesweeper over the course of six days. Well, I mean, if you're thinking about like the 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 you know the the G, uh, the GUI and all the the uh, the eight bit graphics that you'll find on there, maybe you'll get um, a, some weird version of Solitaire that you could download. Maybe I don't know. Um, oh, here's a game list. Here's the game list: Airlock, Alien, Atlantis, Bank Heist, Bermuda Triangle, Boing, Bugs. Cakewalk. <laughs> Hold up. There's just a game called Boing. <laughs> yeah, there is a game called Boing. And some of these, right. I'm going to put this list um, in the show notes uh, or this 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 uh, Wikipedia entry in the show notes so everyone could follow along. But they even have Marauder, Mash, Porkies, Raft Raider, um, Room of Doom. That sounds awesome. Save the Whales because, you know. And uh, my favorite, Word Zapper. Word zapper. Word right. zapper. Because this not? is uh, this is quite the list. Yeah. And I, I does it have like a how long things would take to download list? Uh, <laughs> no, it doesn't have that. At least not from uh, first glance. If I click on word zapper, because I can, 
Um, it just explains the reception of it, and it does not say like how long or how big it was. Um, but from the looks of it, it kind of looks like an asteroids, you know, Galaga kind of thing, mm-hmm. where, where you zap the letters, but there's also things coming at you. <laughs> like, why not learn how to spell while you're destroying asteroids? It's a win-win. I remember all those uh, typing games that got super popular back in like the 2000s. So my my mother was very much against any kind of like violent video game. So the few video games that I did have were very similar to the ones that you'd find in the computer room that were uh, allowed and downloaded by the school. So mm-hmm. uh, Carmen Sandiego, uh, Roger Rabbit, and then of course SimCity and... Uh, Oh, God, what was the last one? I just had it in my head. Um, uh, Oregon Trail. So these were games that you played at school to get out of doing school stuff. But then (laughs) when my friends would come over to my house, like, oh, you got a computer? Like, yeah, I do. Like, let's play games. Like, okay, do you want to play Oregon Trail? Like, no, I can play that at school. All right, uh, what about Carmen Sandiego? No. Do you have – can you log into MUD? Can Can you do, like, you know – can you do Zork or can you do any of these other games? Like, no, my mom won't let me. Like, those are <laughs> those are adventure type games and they're text based. Yeah, but you can type rude words. Like, wow, your mom's like, yeah, I know my mom. <laughs> my mom's, you know, being over <laughs> overprotective. I I get it. What can I do? <laughs> my biggest experience with like computer games as a child was. Well, especially online, um, there was a website called Bonus. Okay. Like that was that was just the name of it. The website was just Bonus, and they had this tank game, and I, I'm trying to remember like much about it, but like you had, it was a top down like just very simple graphics online tank game, and you'd go take this tank and you'd go shoot other tanks, and there was like four different factions, and you'd try to roam around and pick up power-ups and you, every time you moved you had to worry about fuel and every time you shot you had to worry about ammo and you'd run through all of it and i was not good at the game because i was probably oh 10 <laughs> and i didn't quite understand like trying to play a multiplayer pvp game and also worrying about fuel resources <laughs> i'm going with my tank oh why am i why can't i move <laughs> Well, it looks like they also had um, games like a snowboarding game on there as well, too. Well, on bonus, they had a ton of games. It was like a, one of those Flash websites. Oh, so it was like Newgrounds? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they had they had a ton of different offers and, yeah. Downloaded a lot of, like, really random games. I, I mainly, like, we were, <laughs> we were poor, so a lot of my early gaming experience is from demo discs. Like, I couldn't even tell you the game names, but... Uh, yeah, a lot of demo discs, a lot, a lot of demo discs. I remember getting those demo discs from like PC magazines and things like that. Uh, and one of the demo discs, uh, included Command and Conquer CNC. And I was playing it one day and my mother came in. Remember, this is the same mother. (laughs) Right. And she was like, what are you doing? This, this looks like a war game. I'm like, it, it kind of is. And she started to like grill me on where I bought it, who bought it for me. Cause it, I don't remember 
if it was like rated mature or something like that. But in in her recollection, there was no way that I could just go into like an HMV or WH Smith and just buy the game. Like it was it was it was uh, it was rated too high for just someone of my age to be able to buy. Because at the time I was mm-hmm. maybe eleven or twelve. I forget exactly when the game came out. But in any event, like I, I eventually I told her like, hey, no, it came from this magazine that is rated, you know, it's a magazine and pretty much anyone can buy it because it's for, for tech nerds. But it came with this CD and it, the CD comes with all these like demo trial shareware kind of things. And she uh, relented and said, fine, if that's the only thing of that game that you can play, then fine. But you can never play or buy that game. I would Jeez. say about <laughs> about a year later, I somehow bought the first Grand Theft Auto, the top-down Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> that was definitely okay, how'd that go. <laughs> that was definitely rated eighteen, and so this was a year later. And so when my mother caught me with that playing it at two in the morning, um, her first reaction, other than "Why are you not in bed?" was, you know, I told you not to play those kinds of games. And like any kid of 12 or 13, my response was, no, you told me not to play Command & Conquer or buy that game. <laughs> I bought this one instead. And she's like, how they let you buy it? I'm like, I don't know, but they did. And, it, you know, they at the time, they weren't uh, allowing you to return open games like they don't, you know, like like today. And there wasn't like a used game marketplace that I could try and sell it at, so I was stuck with it. And there was there was a she didn't just like throw it away or she is not no she's not one to be like that. Like um, if anything, she would have taken it and hid it. Um, I know that there there were other things that I had bought without her permission. They weren't salacious. They weren't. It wasn't like porno mags or like cigarettes or anything like that. But it, it was. It was. Oh, it was a Cypress Hill CD. She found a Cypress Hill CD with a parental advisory sticker on it, and she's like, "What are you listening to? This garbage is terrible, terrible things." Again, this is my mother. Um, and she took it from me, and I thought she had thrown it away. But maybe three months later, I found it, and I just took it back. And it was already <laughs> like I was already, you know getting to be that angsty kind of teenager and she's like i i can't stop this so she just kind of gave in so see that's the that goes to the whole argument of like just outright abstinence versus education and prevention i i I completely agree with you like if you i was so sheltered that once i was allowed to have tv at any time of day that was the worst thing. Like you could ask my ex-wife, like I would watch Netflix 80 t- hours a day. Like it was bad. Like when Netflix first came to our house, not in DVD form, but in the streaming form, as crappy as it was in its uh, initial incarnation, I was watching so much. I was binging so, so much that I was missing out on just being a part of the family. But it was like, I need to watch this show because it's such a mainstay show in this in this culture that we're growing up in. I've never seen Thundercats or I've never seen Gundam to its fullest extent. It's just like, it doesn't matter. I'm like, I know it doesn't, but it does. And it, it, <laughs> it made me be like that. And now, luckily, now I, I'm not like that whatsoever. If I'm not caught up with the show, I don't I don't care. And I I don't play video games till till the wee hours of the morning anymore either. 
but again, it was, it's very much because, you know, kind of like how you were saying that you, you, you know, the other night you had, um, you were catching up on your sleep and you had the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I was catching up on my childhood. <laughs> yeah, no, it, yeah, it, it's happened to me as well. Yeah, there was a, quite a few things in my childhood that I wasn't allowed to uh, take part of or view at all as well. Um, when it comes to video games, the budget for video games was absolute zero throughout my entire childhood. So demo discs were like demo discs is all I had. And right, yeah. my uncle who would occasionally like for my birthday or something buy me Pokemon for my Game Boy. But for PC games, it was 100% demo disc. Like when I talk, oh, my love for Age of Empires, demo disc. My my love for Urban Assault, demo disc. All of it just stems from demo discs. And it was funny because I played them so much. I learned how to like make the demo last and make it so, okay, well, this is supposed to be a 15-minute casual demo. Cool. Now it's two hours because I'm making it harder on myself or something. <laughs> but it's really all I had. I mean, it was I had I had some really weird rules as a kid. Like I wasn't allowed to watch Barney or SpongeBob because they were what was it? Like too childish or something? I'm not sure, but I wasn't allowed to watch those shows. I didn't let I didn't let Franklin watch SpongeBob. Really? Yeah, I I watched it and I was like, when I have a kid, he's not watching this garbage. It's trash. <laughs> Everyone just holds it into such high regard. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not following why it's so good. Yeah. I, I don't mind Barney. I get why Barney was a little childish and I will agree. Like there are some shows that, that are designed for kids to be like, Hey, sharing is caring. Hugging is good. And that's great. But when you see that same kid just hugging everybody It's like, okay, you need to calm down, all right? (laughs) And why do I know this? Because my daughter. My daughter would watch Barney every once in a while, and then she proceeded to hug everybody that were like, hey, we actually know this person. Go ahead and, you know, go ahead and say hi. But then she would just go in for the hug. Like, no, wait, hold on. Like, I guess it's cute, and I guess it's okay, but there's always that fear in the back of my mind. She's going to go and hug a random stranger, and that random stranger could be stranger danger and i know it's not really a thing but you know i don't want to put her in that predicament so right i had to sit her down and be like a you can't just hug everybody um but b you know we want you to we want you to love every everybody that you know that can treat you well and everything but there's going to be people that treat you badly and i feel like a lot of those shows don't really lean on the negative parts of life it's like i'm not asking for gunshots and blood and violence in those shows at all i'm asking for there needs to be some sort of problem solving that an everyday child would you know come up against and the problem is when they do analogies of problem solving um it doesn't always pan out like oh i can't find my stick this is terrible I'm like well that's not something that these kids can relate to because <laughs> it's not the stick that they're that they want I was like, oh, my, my mother, you know, I want to see a show where it's like my mom took away my video games. Like, okay, that's something that's relatable. Let's talk about this. Let's mm-hmm. let, let, let's lean on this and like let's learn together how maybe I can be a better parent and talk to you in such a way that you can uh, that you can understand and then also you can understand how not to act and I don't take away the video games, you know. But 
I don't I don't really see a lot of shows at least growing up that's not how they were um, and that, I don't but they might be like that now I don't know I think it goes into like what sells and that kind of thing at that point yeah I know like you have to have a balance of like educating the kids so the parents are happy but also keeping the kids entertained so they're not like this is boring I don't want life lessons I want Spongebob yeah well too bad I got the controls here's another one for you when I was a kid uh, going back to video games for a second i wasn't allowed to play games that had to do with gambling this included games that had cards like solitaire solitaire is <laughs> not gambling though yeah but it has cards and cards are gambling okay <laughs> man looking back there was some bad like uh parenting techniques <laughs> like my my mother bless her but was, uh when she got mad like if i got in trouble i my punishment was to have like two or so like a, a one or two of my pokemon cards ripped up okay yeah yeah and looking back i'm like that's awful that's a little harsh <laughs> like wow jeez yeah well now let me ask you this did you actually play the the card game oh yeah dude I, so how I come you were like, allowed to play the card game it, so it was it was like a negative reinforcement kind of thing of like you did a bad thing so i'm going to destroy something no, of yours not that but it's a card game right no gambling you're gambling. But it's not it's not playing cards. But it's kind of gambling cuz nope, you could also nope, lose the cards. cards. No, nope, it's not playing um, cards. That's that was the thing. All right. Okay, fine. All right. Yeah, I I I, I don't want to presume talk ill of your mother and her means and methods at all. So no, no, those are those are pretty bad methods. Let's be honest here. <laughs> like, you can be an awesome person and a bad parent. You can be, a, you know, an awesome. I wouldn't call her a bad, bad parent. It's just a bad decision as a parent. Um, <laughs> one of one of many methods, and that particular one probably not one that uh, looking back should be duplicated. Yeah, yeah. never gonna. <laughs> no, it, it it sucks though, man. Like it, it it's terrible because like now. And I was talking with my girlfriend and, and her son, like, you know, like, um, whenever like Franklin would talk back to me or whatever, I would take away his phone. It's like, fine. And then he'd go do something else. And then I would, you know, if he pissed me off again, like, all right, I'm taking away your ability to go online or I'm taking away this. Or I'm taking away that. It was like, take away, take away, take away, take away. And to the, to the point that all you can do is sit there and think about what you did. It was the ultimate timeout. And what did I get? I got an angsty teen, preteen, that was just like, fine. I didn't want to do it anyways. And then would just sulk. I'm like, no, I don't want you sulking. I want you thinking up ways to earn this back. No. 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 Like, fine, I'm not going to give you your Xbox for like six months. Fine. Okay, I think I lost this battle. Like, it, it, <laughs> taking away everything just makes things worse for you and puts yep. so much stress that it's like, okay, now they have nothing to do and now they're just sitting there and now they're going to look back at their childhood and say, oh, what did I do as a kid? Nothing, because my parents took everything away from me. But if I give it back to them, 
I'm the weak one, and he'll walk all over me. What the hell am I supposed to do now? And everybody, <laughs> the answer is, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All I can do now is call my dad and say, I'm so sorry for being a jerk. <laughs> Which I've done many times. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what happens to all of us when we grow up. Is kind of like we realize, like, wow, I was a dick. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just funny because I, I pick up my, my son and I pick up his friends from school. And I hear them bickering. Well, not bickering, but I hear them discussing how annoying their mom is or you know i I, i've heard uh i i've heard things like my mom's being my mom's being a jerk so i can't do this or i can't do that and i'm just laughing because they're gonna look back 20 years from now or maybe even less depending on when they ever get probably a lot less (laughs) yeah but they're gonna look back and like wow my mom was not being a jerk i was being a jerk how do i rectify this 15 years later (laughs) Yeah. And like, yeah, that that's the thing is like, yeah, bad, bad decision on like uh, a punishment. But I, I, I was doing a bad thing. Sure. Like, it wasn't like yeah. I was, you know, behaving and she was doing that. I mean, yeah, bad, bad decision on punishment. But it, it was still like for a reason. It wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't like I was squeaky clean or something. Nope. Back Quentin. Endgame. Uh, we both saw Endgame, so spoiler alert, if you have not seen Endgame, uh, then thank you very much for listening. Uh, make sure you're following us on, uh, Twitter. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, it's just, <laughs> well, do they, maybe, maybe well, they don't, maybe they don't care to watch Endgame. Maybe they just want to hear us talk about but it. But I'm just saying, if you haven't watched it and you care to watch it, right? If you care to watch move it, along. move along. <laughs> Thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next one. Ding. Um, yeah, but for those of you that have seen it, yeah, spoiler alert, Endgame. Man, Superman was awesome. No, it was, uh, you, you saw it the first time. When did you see it? I saw it the, I saw it the Saturday, um, the weekend that it came out. So it's been about a week and a half for me. Week and a little bit. Something like that. It was, it was opening weekend. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. It, I think I saw it on Saturday and then I saw it two days ago. I usually um, don't, uh, uh, let's say, yeah, I, I usually don't um, applaud in the movie theater, but that movie had me applauding at least three or four times. Like My, my thought is, uh, like, for the most part, I'm not going to be doing that, but when the whole audience like it's not just like a group of kids or something it's like literally everyone yeah. and it's not just you know uh people my age it's everyone sure. and i'm like okay fine like fine and and yeah it's 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 a long time coming so it's like okay whatever um my my favorite like <laughs> uh, uh spoilers for star wars the last jedi for a second um <laughs> my favorite like audience moment was uh when Ray and Kylo Ren are fighting in uh the Star Destroyer and they're not fighting each other they're fighting all the the guys in red the guards and Kylo's being held like not captive but like you know, he's, he's, they're choking him out and Ray throws the lightsaber and he catches it, then ignites it into the dude's face and turns it back off. 
um, as he does that. And the guy behind me just like, like has been quiet the whole movie and then just goes, let's go. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) 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 Oh, damn. Like, cause everyone, everyone's like, wow. And stuff, you know, (laughs) looking and just like that, that one moment. And he just exclaims, let's go. And I'm like, that's, a, that's an appropriate reaction for what just happened. <laughs> yeah, because that was that sounds I mean, about right. He was like, that was I was already like that was so cool. But like when he did that, like that will always be in my memory. And I'm not trying to encourage people. Like, please shut up at the movies. Please stop talking to people. Stop everything. But that one moment was just so perfect because you you know it wasn't just him like talking during the movie or something. It was literally him like being so excited to see something so cool he exclaimed without having like like his explanation was a, a knee-jerk reaction honestly like <laughs> it was just so good <laughs> yeah so overall going back to end yeah sorry yeah back to, back him, to end him. overall <laughs> um great aside there though that was that was hilarious overall though um the movie was phenomenal it did have some plot holes um did it i'd say the biggest one um, somebody actually brought this up to me is that everybody had, and it's not a plot hole necessarily, but it's like, huh, now what are they going to do? Every half of the world's been gone for five years. So over that five years, resources. Yeah. Dude, I was thinking about that same thing. I was like, man, resources, imagine food, imagine five years, five years. And you've, you've, you know, standardized how much stuff you have. And then all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, a not double. gradually, all yeah, of a sudden. Literally, literally, yeah, A and B, right? Just instantly. Yeah. it You have double the amount of people to take care of. Yeah. And it's not like 10 to 20. It's 3.5, now 7 billion. <laughs> yeah. It's... Like, yeah, I that was my thought, too, of like, this is really cool. It's awesome that they brought it back. And that's not a plot hole, in my opinion. Yes. That's, it's... that's just something that they have to deal with. They'll like, have to is, deal with. That is a, the, the other a thing, crisis. The other thing they'll have to deal with is that five-year gap where the people that didn't disappear are have grown old. But the people that did disappear, they haven't aged. Right. So there's that five-year differentiator, like, well, like, well, I've graduated college, and you should have too, but you've been gone, now you're back, but you still have to go to high school. So there's that weird age difference, which I guess in, in the grand scheme of things, it's not going to matter so much, but it's going to have a huge, weird infrastructure kind of uh, pressure just on everything, like jobs. Like, yeah. I am old enough to be able to do this job but i'm clearly not qualified or the other way around just because of that five-year gap because a lot of things can happen in five years um i don't know it, it, it was it was uh definitely an interesting thing to that was pointed out to me but again you're right it's not really a plot hole necessarily um i i do want to point out though i did say last last time that you don't necessarily need to see ant-man and the wasp to understand uh endgame that was before I had seen it, uh, uh, that, uh, that I'd seen Endgame, and also before I'd seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. I recently saw Ant-Man and the Wasp, and I stand by what I said. You don't need to see Ant-Man and the Wasp to see Endgame. But it does kind of explain the quantum universe, right? It kind of explains how they're able to use the quantum thing that is in the back of his van. 
um, because that's that's what is built in Ant Man mm-hmm. and the Wasp. So when I saw Endgame and I see, you know, uh, I forget his name, um, but I see Paul Rudd coming out of the thing in the back of his van, I'm like, all right, he must have been somewhere. <laughs> It must have been in the quantum universe. And I, I only know that because I've read the comic and I've seen the cartoon. But I'm sure there are people out there, you know, even my girlfriend was like, I didn't know what that was, but it didn't matter to me. Like, they kind of explained it and it was believable enough in a f- two-minute explanation that I was like, all right, I'm, you bought, you sold me. I'm good. Moving on. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, it, the whole quantum realm thing, like, yeah, you probably don't need to see Ant-Man, but at the same time, it... I, I wish I had. I genuinely do wish I had. I feel like I would have had a little bit more info. Um, I also am mad that I didn't see Captain Marvel, which, once again, not the biggest worry, but like all of a sudden now all these characters know someone and I don't know that someone. And it kind of threw me off a bit. Yeah, um, I. Uh, sorry. I, I, I agree with that. Because I, you know, Captain Marvel. Um, do I do a spoiler alert for this? So Captain Marvel, uh, you know, you haven't seen it yet, so I'm not going to spoil it. But Yay. yeah, it's uh, go see it and then you'll have a much better appreciation for her role in Endgame, I think. Because it, it does kind of give the overarching arc of the storylines and, and, and uh, for, for a lot of the characters. And it's like, OK, cool. All right. I feel I feel better now. Um, yeah, no, that was it. <laughs> um, so someone that we both know that was <laughs> Endgame was their first Marvel movie. Oh, that's terrible! I know, right? Why would you it's watch? like reading the last chapter to a book? Okay, like what? Is... Yeah, seriously. <laughs> why, don't, why don't Why don't you do? So we both know this person. Did you have the physical ability to drag him into your TV room and just sit him down and watch all the things on Netflix? Because they're all there. They're all pretty much there. All the we main told ones. him to, but it was like too little too late. Oh, come on. But yeah. Um, yeah. First Marvel movie was Endgame. <laughs> yeah. That's like watching uh, Return of the Jedi and be like, oh, he is his dad. Spoiler alert. Like, and then like, okay, let's watch uh, episode four. I'm like, oh, I already know he's his dad. Like, oh, come on. You ruined half of the the building up. <laughs> Is like these two people going at it, and then you find out later. Like, oh come on! Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> he's got some catching up to do. Yeah, he's got some serious catching up to do. But overall, the movie though, um, I wish more movies would do the three hour thing. Uh, I I really appreciated how there there was just everything in the movie. Like there was, it, it was three hours, and it never felt like three hours. It didn't feel like it was dragging. It didn't feel like it was, you know, bad pacing or something like that. It always felt like there was just, it's just still going. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, by the way, we're at the final fight and three hours have gone by. And you're like, oh, oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> now, my question is, is the runtime, is it including credits or is that just like the runtime of the actual movie? I've never asked that question. I don't know. I want to I want to say it's the uh, end credits, including. Sure. And the end credits, I mean, they have that nice homage at the end. Um, I don't know if you stayed for the end end. 
to hear. Man, the first time everyone's like, no, you don't need to. There's nothing. And I'm like, okay, I'll go. And the second time I'm like, I was better, better educated, which there is something. It's a very small something, but there is something. Right. And since we've already done the spoiler alert, um, that's oh yeah. If, that's, if, if you're not a, if you're not haven't watched these movies, like you need to stop listening. I don't know why you're still here. Yeah, go, go away. away. Jeez. <laughs> See you in a couple of weeks. Um, no, but it's it's definitely it's definitely interesting because I was talking with our friend um, about it, and um, he thinks that it might uh, talk about the boy who's at his uh, funeral, uh, the the uh, potato boy. Who, oh who, yeah, the one that was in yeah, the, yeah, the, the uh, Iron Man what two three I think it was something three. like that I think it might be three but where yeah, where, where he gets where, like yeah, stranded he gets, like, he gets stranded but he also had like super anxiety and the boy kind of helps him out of it um yeah so I thought you know uh, he was saying how, like maybe he's the next Iron Man because he has a little bit of know how and he was he was invited to be there and he's gonna be Iron Man version two point or whatever. Like okay, well that you know that that might be plausible. Um, I personally thought it was just kind of a nice homage to Stan Lee. Like this is your bell toll. You know what I mean? Like I I know. Yeah, I uh, I don't think the the everything in Marvel movies is there for a purpose. Like nothing in those movies is on accident. Like the other thing to also note is. Pim particles, right? The the things that they needed to use to time travel, right? Um, so they had uh, one each, right, for a round trip, and then they messed up their mission, and so they needed two more for uh, Captain America and Mister Tony Stark, right? Right. So they went back in time, used the rest of their pim particles, leading for a total of zero now. Um. And they go back in time, they go to uh, where there are pin particles, and they grab four. Then they use some to get home, which I don't understand how those round trips work. So either it uses a whole one or it uses half of one because it's one tube for one round trip. I think it's one tube for a round half. trip. Right. So they've only Economy used half class. of it then, right? Yeah. Um, so that... You know, then you, you've got what one remainder, and then two that haven't been used, so three. Then they use one for returning the stones to where they belong, but he doesn't use the round trip on that either. So he doesn't use few. the round trip, but it's used up already. Well, why is it used up? Because it was the it was the it, it was the the portal itself. He did the trip, and then he turned it on again, and it used it, but. He didn't go through it. They, they, nothing got returned. Like his suit didn't come back. Or right, anything. but the fact that, that it was happened. used, the the energy was used in the first place. Oh, the, but it's on it's on his suit. It's not it, it's on the suit, not uh, not on the machine. Right. Huh. No. So either way, though, there's quite a few pim particles that haven't been used. Okay. And I wonder if they're going to be doing something with that. Not plot points, or plot holes, rather, but things to think about. Like you said, Marvel Marvel does things um, for reasons. Especially a close-up like that, especially with the way that they filmed that him grabbing pin particles. It wasn't like this like over-the-shoulder like quick grab. It was very close-up of like, I am grabbing four of eight. You can see that. I remember that. Because I remember also thinking, why don't you just take all of them? <laughs> <laughs> 
Just take them all. You never know. It's reality. You never know. <laughs> you might need a lighter. Maybe something else else gets uh, all messed up. You got to go back in time, fix the timeline. You know, might go back in time fully and get Hydra out of your way altogether uh, from the beginning, and then you don't have to worry about Hydra taking over Shield. You know. Can we talk about that whole that whole scene with the with Hydra though? <laughs> That was hilarious. That was, that was amazing. That was great. He, he does the hail Hydra, yeah. and they're like, "Oh yeah, cool. You're on our side. High five, bro!" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, high five. Uh huh. Sure." <laughs> no, I like that was that was good. That was good, and then also I love how everything got ruined by the Hulk. <laughs> it's like a Hulk, not take stairs. It's like yeah, he's like shut the f- dude. <laughs> created the alternate reality with Loki having the. The time stone yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. not the time stone, the oh, tesseract, tesseract or whatever. Yeah, yeah he, he takes off with that. What 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 is that? Is the te- I thought location stone. I, I thought it was I, a time. Stone. It's the one that allows you to. I, well, the time stone's the green one. Okay. That Doctor Strange has and the Sorcerer Supreme. Um, that one's the tesseract, which allows like it's it. It's the portal gun. It's the portal gun is what it is. Because <laughs> it, it always makes portal. It makes it so you can get from A to B, right? That's the whole point of the original Avengers is they use um, Loki uses it to like allow the world to be invaded. Yeah, it's just the space stone. Okay, so yeah, it's it's the, the, the ability to like transport from A to B yeah. instantly. Yeah. So where did he go in this alternate universe? I don't know, but I don't think it affects the current one, right? That that's the whole point that they were talking about is Well, no, it affects the whole thing because they were saying like, "Hey, we can't talk to our old self. Let's just get in and get out because we don't want to cause a whole ruckus." Ruckus by my Loki. That's a ruckus. He's got the space stone. Right, but they're like uh Oh, what's her name? The Sorcerer Supreme was explaining like their reality doesn't affect your reality, right? That that was their whole method of time travel is um, it it's still linear. Like it even when you go back in the past, that that's still no. <laughs> I don't know. I think the fact that we can't explain it means plot hole. Found it. There we go. Oh, okay. Found the. No, I, hate, I hate that that stuff of like. Just looking for plot. Just, just enjoy the movie. Well, I, just, unless it's unless it's gaping, like just just enjoy the movie. Yeah, no, I uh, I I thoroughly, I in all honesty, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I cried twice when Spider Man came back. I cried, and when he said "Love You 3000, I was bawling. You know, and I was like, oh, oh the, no, the cheeseburgers one. That's the one that got me, man. Oh, I'll buy you all, all the cheeseburgers you, you ever want. want. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's not fair. Oh man. <laughs> That's just, I'm getting chills just thinking about that moment, man. Yeah. Overall, Whew. like, amazing Overall, movie. Great so movie. much yeah. in that movie. Very, very good movie. So much stuff. Um, yeah, so <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, <laughs> go see it. Iron Man at the end. Wow. Like, that, that whole scene with Potts where she's, like, holding it together just to, like, give him that final memory of, like, we're okay. And as soon as she, as soon as he passes, she just like, just shatters. Wow. Holy crap, dude. Yeah. She's strong as nails, dude. Yeah. Well, just 
not only is she strong as nails, but like the fact that she was able to like hold it together while he's dying and like smile at him and be like, we're going to be okay. Like that was some strength right there. That was, that beats any, like all the other, uh, where they were showing off all the girls and everything. And like that, that's some strength being able to look your husband in the eye while he's dying and just be like, we're, we're going to be okay. It's okay. You can rest. Like, Props to you, dude. Seriously. (laughs) Seriously. Holy crap. That is something else. (laughs) I just watching her react the way that she did. Like I said, I felt like she imbued an enormous amount of like inner strength. I just have so much more respect more than I had for her, her character. Um, Her as a Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also had a ton of respect at the end for Tony as well, too, because, you know, when his whole arc started, it was all about him and all about what he needed. And he did the ultimate sacrifice to help 7 billion people. Mm. And whether he knew it was going to kill him or not, it didn't matter. Like, he did not question. I mean, he, he did question Strange, is this the, is this the one time? But aside from that, the act of, I got to do this, like, I don't even know if he thought that the stones would adhere to his, you know, his his armor. But they did. And when they did, I was like, what are you doing, Tony? And when he clicked, I was like, no, no. I mean, good, but no. <laughs> Something's going to happen well, to you. The other, the other questions are like, the stones aren't gone, right? Like, they're still on the, the gauntlet that Tony used, like, there's a lot of questions now yes there are a lot of questions because originally the stones were not gone either but uh thanos destroyed the stones with the stones like they right. self-destructed essentially which is right. why they, they like took half the stones and they took them they took up. them back to you know everywhere right but wouldn't tony be able to be revived because he he wasn't he didn't sacrifice his soul for the soul stone, which by the way, holy crap! Holy that yeah, whole thing. That ho- um, oh my god! You know what's creepy to think about though is, um, what's her name? Nebula. She knew what it took to get to the soul stone. So yeah, they she. I think that was very interesting how she didn't tell them and like she knew that they would have to have that kind of situation. Well, again, she's she's good, but she's also you know very questioning. Good. Yeah, it's still it's still just very like you you and I both know that she knew, but she neglected to say anything. By the way, like, yeah. but then again, like well, I think that was very like smart of her because if you said, "Oh, by the way, someone needs to go there, and someone else needs to go there, or whatever," you know, and die, but it has to be the per- the the person that person A like loves the most or whatever it was like that's gonna which be which also opened the question like okay what is your relationship are you like really close brotherly sister is this love out of romance is this love out of just you loving each other like close friends do like because the way that the the camera angles were the music was and the the the, 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 the facial expressions that the actors had like it it Again, asked made me ask a lot of questions. I'm like, 
I thought you liked Bruce, but do you not like do you not like Bruce Hulk? Do you just want Hulk back, <laughs> or do you want Bruce back? Not Bruce Hulk. Like, is that what is what's going on here? Well, I think they're all because they were talking about it earlier. Is they they can't move on from the past, right? They're so they're so stuck about the people they lost and everything. They're like broken. Like the Avengers are broken. They they don't have the ability to love in that way, right? And he had a family, yep. which he still like. There's a glimmer of like hope in him and uh, want to get his family back. So she's not going to overstep her. She's not a home wrecker. Like his, basically. Yeah, she's not going to go in and be like, hey, you know, you miss your family, your kids, your everyone, but why don't you love me that way? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, she's she's going to, She's. they're just there as like, they love each other to death, but it's like, you know, all the way, the, the closest point you can get to love as lovers without actually crossing that line that that's where they were at but they were perfect <laughs> they were perfectly balanced on that line <laughs> um because of you know them being just shattered from everything that happened with Thanos and then also his family gone and then also don't forget him being gone for most of those years going and being a vigilante across the world and murdering cartels and stuff so there, there's love there, but it's not as Ronan. that kind of love. And remember that the first time they get back together as well, that that's when she's like, hey, there's a chance that we might get everyone back. So even more so, like they're not going to be buddy buddy that way because there's a chance that he's going to get his family back. And that's also why she made sure she sacrifices, because if if everything worked out, he would get his family back and she still would have nothing or no one. And now I don't know about the whole Bruce thing with with Hulk and everything like that. That one's a bit more confusing. I don't know. I'd imagine it's it just goes back into that like you know too too broken to do that kind of thing. But a very intricate very story intricate. that was very good. Yeah. <laughs> well, is there anything else? I mean, this wasn't a summary. It was just more of a how we felt. Nerd out, nerd out, <laughs> just a geek out, nerd out. Well, we're we're not a we're not a, a movie. No, review we're not place anyway. No, it's not. just it's it's been a long time coming. I mean, the first Iron Man movie released in what two thousand eight. It's been it's been a long journey, a long journey. Some good so, movies, yeah, some like not so good movies, and then you know this one just knocked it out of the park. By the way, I think I'm going to go just watch uh, Iron Man again. All right. Well, I'm going to go play Apex while you go do that. So in the meantime, for the rest of y'all, uh, if you want to go do whatever it is that you do, go do your doo-doo. Go do that. Uh, and you can follow us digitally. Quentin, how can people do that for you? On Xbox and Instagram at Firewall. And uh, those same places you can find me, Lazy Tech Tony. I'm also on YouTube. I stream on Mixer, and uh, all those links will be found in the show notes. And we will try to litter the show notes with a bunch of links for you guys on things that we've been talking about throughout this episode. Thanks a lot for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next one. Later. Bye, guys.